What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. Today, we're going to be looking at a book of the Bible, and leading us in that is going to be our good friend and our worship leader, Bonnie. Hi, guys. And joining us is going to be our women's ministry director, Teresa. Hello. And my beautiful wife and youth director, Jessica. Hello. And as we get started, we always like to ask one random question. And so uh, with it being the start of fall, what is your favorite thing about fall? We'll start with Jessica. My favorite thing about fall is the apple crisp. Um, what is it? Macchiato from Starbucks. <laughs> and I That's can't dessert. even drink it because I'm supposed to not have carbs and it's got lots of those. Yeah. Um, but I love all of the smells. I love, I especially love apple smells and leaves and things so it's my favorite part yeah no I, that is not coffee that is a dessert and it is amazing <laughs> it honestly good. is it tastes amazing. like apple pie in a cup it tastes like apple pie in a cup it does <laughs> all right bonnie what about you favorite thing about fall bonfires i love mm. all things about fire I, um pyro much i love fire, fire. Um, <laughs> the fire <laughs> i love s'mores i love hot dogs weren't too crisp i love all the things <laughs> that go along with fire Fire, fire, fire. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Don't make her mad. Mm. Okay, <laughs> Teresa, <laughs> your favorite thing about fall? Well, I, of course, like all the colors, but I like to, to sit in the woods and just listen to the leaves fall. and just peaceful. Mm-hmm. All right. I like uh, some of those things. Uh, my favorite thing about fall is football. It is it is football <laughs> season. It's football time uh, in Tennessee. And my favorite thing this year is fantasy football. Mm. Although I'm two and one, but I am projected to win now, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Those projections mean nothing, but I'm going to hold on to it while it still says I'm number one. <laughs> but with that said, Bonnie, you want to go ahead and lead us in our discussion today? All right, we're going to head into Titus, and we're going to start with chapter one because you know. It's the first chapter. (laughs) So I'm going to read a little bit, and we're going to discuss. There's a couple things in here I've asked each of you to look through and see what spoke to you. What I'm going to do is read, and then um, we will go into discussion. So starting Titus 1, verse 1. Uh, If anyone wants to read along with us, what translation are you going to be reading? I have the NIV. So... Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, a faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time and at his appointed season, he brought his word to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God, our Savior, to Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from God, the Father in Christ Jesus, our Savior. Verse five. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, the husband of but one wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer is entrusted with God's work, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Mm -hmm. For there are many rebellious people, mere talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced because they are ruining whole households. By teaching things they ought not to teach and that for the sake of dishonest gain, 
Even one of their own prophets has said, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true, therefore rebuke them sharply, so that they will be sound in the faith and will pay no attention to Jewish myths or to the command of those who reject the truth. To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. So, let's unfold that. Uh, unpack all that. <laughs> all right. Um, I wanted to start with what it says to the to the deacons. In, um, do we think that these standards, uh, qualifications, are for people who serve as well? And why or why not? So, you know, it's instruction for the deacons. Mm-hmm. To be a deacon, you need to have these qualities and these qualifications. Do you think that as servers and as followers, we should look to have the same traits? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so looking at that, I, I would say that it's an absolute requirement for a deacon, a leader in a church. Um, whereas I think that it is certainly a good idea for your Christian, your every Christian to put these things into practice. But for someone to be a leader in a church, which I think really raises the stakes and raises the standards uh, mm-hmm, of absolutely. where we should be as leaders in the church. Um, which I think kind of breaks down the common thought right now. Like a lot of people like think that God grades on a curve and like you compare (laughs) yourself, like I'm not as bad as that guy. I'm not as bad as that person, but no, God's, God's rules, like God's requirements and expectations are laid out in his word. It's not, can you be as good as Jimmy over there? It's, do you line up with what God puts in his word? And I think that's really a a call and a charge to us as church leaders. Um, But I I certainly think that it's uh, a good idea for, Christians, followers of Jesus as well. Yeah. If you're given a position in the church, you mm-hmm. are held to a higher standard. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also think that even like this is very applicable to just the, you know, somebody who's not necessarily a leader or in the church or anything like that. But we are, we all are leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, once we take on the mantle of Christian, we are a leader. Yes. Um, but even, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit, but in Titus 3, it says, um, the second half of verse eight says these teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is super, I mean that even within this book that we're going to talk about, it's very applicable for the church leaders, the people who are on stage, the people who are leading ministries, but also for the person who comes in and there's a leader in their household and a Mm -hmm. leader in their family. Right. Right. Yeah. One of the things that, that I hold to too is, is that everybody, every Christian is the face of Christ. Right. We are absolutely the hands and feet. But to those that don't know Christ, you are him. Right. right. You are the representative of Christ. I didn't come to faith till 22. I seen some people that didn't represent Christ well. Mm -hmm. And that 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 changed how I viewed Christ. And then whenever I started to really see him, um, whenever I really started to find out who he was, I was a little bit shocked that he'd want anything to do with me. I think that's kind of why I reiterate that so much. Um, and so I, I think that that's why, yes, if you are a Christian, if you wear the title of Christian, a follower of Jesus, you should absolutely represent him well. And following these that are laid out for the deacons is an excellent guideline for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you look at verse 16, it says they claim to know God, mm. but by their actions, they deny him. Oof. They are detestable, disobedient and unfit for doing anything good. I do not want to be in that category. No, no. I want to be the one who people want when they see me. And they see how I react to certain situations, say there's something different about her. I want to find out what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of, oh, well, that's how I would do it. I don't know God, but that's how I would act. So that's justified. That's exactly how I would do it. Mm-hmm. I want them to see something different. Absolutely. Right. Um, if you look at 
um, chapter 1, verses 10 through 16, mm-hmm. speaking generally, all who oppose the word and guidance of Jesus, we see this today in those who don't believe, instructing the future generation, and and, and look what has happened. You mm-hmm. know, we, we have schools full of kids who don't have any idea how to love each other. Mm-hmm. We have... Um, we have churches, guys, that don't know how to set forth the standards and the love that God has given us to set forth and to give. Mm-hmm. Um, in the name of love, they let anything you want to do be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, that's super scary to me. Right. Also, some that teach rules over the word. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I grew up Pentecostal. So I had very loving, very godly grandparents, but they also had ideas in their head like my hair was too short. And I wore pants and mm-hmm. um, you couldn't possibly go to heaven with short hair and wearing pants as a, as a woman. Mm-hmm. So stuff that needs to be taught as far as do you love the Lord? Do you know the Lord over? These are the things that you cannot do because they're going to keep you keep you from heaven. And let me just say <laughs> long hair and pants. That's not keeping you from heaven, guys. Just want to get that out there. <laughs> let's not mention that wasn't exactly the attire back then anyway. <laughs> exactly Everybody was in a dress, yeah. let's be honest. Everyone was in a dress. Again, how do you guys feel about how, about those verses? Um, did anybody pull up anything that, talked to, that spoke to them? I mean, for me, what I thought was interesting is that Paul uh, like chooses a specific group. He says, especially those of the circumcision group. Right. So that is the Jews. Right. Those are the Jewish converts that are causing the most issues, which though they were known for being super legalistic. Yeah. yeah. The legalism of the of the old time church. Right. Yeah. And and being like non-denominational, we kind of fall somewhere, I think, in the middle. And so mm-hmm. uh, I see from a lot of friends from different denominations, this ongoing like argument between Cal- like Calvinism and Arminianism. And like, and they're both so legalistic on means. their own sides. <laughs> and so like yeah. I, I try to land, land somewhere you know, uh, I have my own beliefs and kind of where I land and line up with, with either side. Mm-hmm. But I think that legalism can do a lot of harm. Like yeah. not just, I mean, inside the church, of course, but to those that have curiosity or interest or being drawn by the Holy Spirit, like that legalistic attitude can push people away. Yeah. 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 But there's also, it's kind of a two-edged sword, I guess, because you can be too legalistic and push people away. You can mm-hmm. also be too liberal. Absolutely. I mean, liberal-minded as far as like what you're stances on the bible mm-hmm. um and that can also push people away because you could be the opposite example of what because well, there are standards in the bible yeah. that you should live by mm-hmm. but we have to be careful of not adding too much to the scripture mm-hmm. and then also not taking away too much of the scripture of, mm-hmm. of how we should act you know um, right. we don't want to be wishy-washy yes we want to be strong and confident in the values of the Bible, but not be overbearing and legalistic. Exactly. And what does our church call it? You, when, when you're teaching, you say these are the, the things that will get you to heaven or that, that cannot be changed. We have essentials Essentials and non-essentials. Essentials and non-essentials. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and too too many people make a big deal out of small things. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a lot of people that make no deals about anything. And I think that's where, (laughs) That's where you can find yourself into like where you're talking about how you can get like too liberal. It's kind of like we talked about during COVID is like they had all this germix that had like hardly any alcohol in it. And so you thought you were protected, but you really weren't. There's a lot of churches right there that's mm, preaching good thoughts and good morals. But not necessarily Jesus. But not the Bible. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's a faith that won't save you. Yeah, exactly. 
So, I mean, it, you really have and to be scary. in the mm -hmm. middle of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think because he even speaks, w talking directly to toward circumcision, he says, they must be silenced because they are turning whole families away from the truth by their false teaching, and they do it only for money. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the time, like, I know that, I mean, we're, we are on TikTok, um, mm -hmm. and I know there's a lot of people who are pastors, and I'm saying that with air quotes, mm -hmm. on there. Um, who are teaching a gospel that sounds very legitimate, like because they know their words, they know these fancy words, but they're not teaching a Jesus gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's very confusing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it can be very confusing. And to me that those are those people who they need to be silenced because unfortunately they are teaching mm -hmm. a gospel that people believe in and they think that it's true and it's not, mm -hmm. you know, and that right. does more harm than actually somebody teaching completely opposite to be on, you know, like mm -hmm. right. a, a completely opposite thing of what we're teaching, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I always say is like, I don't, I, you can call your false God, Jesus. It still won't save you. Right. right? right. If you're not worshiping the God of scripture, the, the, the red letter Jesus, mm -hmm. then you're not worshiping Jesus. And so we see this a lot on TikTok. They, they change the words they change. They say things that they know no one's ever going to go look up. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is we have gotten to a point where we, think we can educate ourselves in 60 seconds you can't yeah. there's context then study that needs to be done yeah right. when you hear things or watch things on the internet don't mm -hmm. just believe that they're true Absolutely get not. your bible out and look and mm -hmm. see and make sure that it is there mm -hmm. and that that is truly what's being said in right. the bible mm -hmm. well we're instructed to test it to yeah. to do just that to look it yeah. up and make sure for mm -hmm. ourselves and you know uh I, I find it interesting too that it says you know one of the examples is even one of their own prophets has said, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> always? <laughs> Every single person Personal. from Crete mm -hmm. is lazy and gluttonous and mm -hmm. liar. My know, English like professor like in college ne did not like the word never or always. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Were, you right. were never allowed to use those words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Well, that's, yeah. one we, that's one of the things we talk about in marriage, in marriage counseling, counseling, too, is yeah. you never say never, you never say always, right? Yeah. Those things are never true. Exactly. <laughs> so. you, you cannot, each person's journey, each person's um, relationship that they build and work toward with, with the father is different in their mm -hmm. pathway looks different now i'm not talking about the pathway to heaven that is straight and narrow i'm talking about everyone's individual journey from where they've come from and where they're going to end up what their calling is what god has for their life is different none of us can say for sure that everyone who's come from a certain place and is going to end up in this place is going to get there the same way mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. so uh, you know and generalizations mm -hmm. can get you in trouble mm -hmm. absolutely and, and what's interesting is Paul here says that, you know, one of your own prophets said that. So he said he's using something that they believe. He's using for them what would be an authority to them. Mm -hmm. And then he's also, he's using that as like a teaching tool too. So, but he does say in 13, this is, this saying is true. And then he therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith. And so he's using uh, an authority to them. Uh, to kind of twist this back on them to kind of give instruction to, yes, rebuke them so that they can be sound in faith and in doctrine, um, w which is interesting. And I think it's super contextual as to at why and how he's doing this, right? This is, um, he's having a, he's having false teaching kind of running rampant. And in this, he's telling them that, okay, you need to go and correct them and evidently doing it politely is not getting it done. Mm -hmm. And I think that us as leaders, we've all kind of seen that. There are some students or some people we're trying to disciple that 
they're just a little bit hard, more hard-headed than everyone else. My child. And my child, yeah. <laughs> uh, our children, uh, a few of my youth, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> and so you, you need kind of that stern rebuke to point them and get them in that direction. Sometimes, you know, the, the, the subtle nice game doesn't always get, it, get through. Um, and I think that, that Paul here is kind of speaking words of wisdom, but yes, I agree with you. I don't like the overgeneralization of all, but I think he is using an authority that they probably look up to and admire right. at, at, to, to get his point across here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to move on to, to the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. Mm. But if you talk to those people... Mm-hmm. They don't think anything about what's going on in their life is impure or corrupted. Mm-hmm. They think that their conscience has led them down the right road. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing what was right in their own eyes. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so I have a friend who has a daughter, raised Christian, raised in, you know, her, her parents are pastors, and this child has joined into she went to a secular college again i'm not saying anything bad just saying this is what has happened she's gotten a hold of a group and they have completely come in and brainwashed her to the point that everything she's ever been taught was right Mm -hmm. is now wrong Mm -hmm. and everything that is wrong is in her eyes the way we you know we should be Mm -hmm. as a true christian you love everyone that means you never tell anyone they're doing anything wrong you, in love, mm-hmm. you never you never go against any, everything that anything that you can do as a person. God loves you anyway. He loves you just the way you are. And one step further, He made you that way. Wow. So, this is I That's think scary. It, it is it's frightening yeah. to me because I think what has happened is you know we've seen this so much in our in our culture today that the higher ups who we look to because they do have knowledge, they have done mm-hmm. the research, they, they have all of this education and someone like me who didn't go to any kind of higher education, mm-hmm. I would look at them and be like, Oh, well they learned that. And, and I don't have the education or I would be tempted to, mm-hmm. if I didn't know the Lord right. um, to be like, Oh, well maybe I've been wrong all this time. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening to our youth. Absolutely. They, they don't, I don't know if it's that we're not strong enough, um, to or we haven't for a while and maybe we're getting back on the bandwagon now to be like no, no look this is what the word says this is the truth mm-hmm. that's not true and let me show you how yeah. we need to do more of that we need to step up i'm not downing anybody this is just mm-hmm. my personal feeling conviction no, i agree like i i but haven't i, I haven't done enough you i know? think that a lot of the time though the the problem is is that sometimes i mean as christians we have made mistakes a lot of the time mm. at Putting so much stock into you can't have short hair and be a female and go to heaven. You can't wear pants and, you know, all of these things, all of these like added things on that, that now they, the culture in general, don't trust what we're saying and what we, mm-hmm. or our belief, because our belief has been so all over the place and so legalistic for so long. Well, they look at us um, like we're coming from a place of hate instead right. of Right. And so like, or Absolutely. you have the opposite of that and you have the people who are, you know, picketing and yelling and screaming and don't take the time to get to know anybody before they talk to them about their life. Um, so, I mean, really like we've made mistakes. The Christian community has made mistakes Absolutely. with being so legalistic or being, 
and maybe so rigid that the next generation after that didn't want so much rigid rigidity 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 that word Mm -hmm. Um, i said it right yeah and that they (laughs) that they are leaning more liberally in their thoughts and then everything is acceptable at that point Mm -hmm. and that's where like like Dennis talks a lot about the pendulum that swings. There's a pendulum mm-hmm. that swings so far to one side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like if it, if it swung so far to the legalistic side, now it's starting to swing so far to the liberal side that you got to rein it back in. Mm-hmm. And I think that really just a solution of that is to teach the Bible. And this is absolute truth. And mm-hmm. if it says it, that's what we do, you know, right. but under, also understand that there are contexts of when certain things was written and who those people were written for. Um, yeah. And understanding that, too. So, Well, it's like it says in verse 16, their consciences are corrupted. Yeah. They are deceived. Mm-hmm. They are deceived by, by Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they don't know any better. And we're not doing them any favors. We're not showing them love by not giving them truth. Absolutely. Right. Because someday they'll stand before they'll stand before God and and he'll say he doesn't know them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tolerance isn't always love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no. not. I, I would argue that it's not hardly ever. Yeah. Um, and and I, I stand on that pretty firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so your the story you just told me uh, reminded me of First Peter three fifteen, which was one of my first favorite verses of scripture. And if you guys know me, you know I love apologetics, so defending the faith with science, archaeology, history. Um, but First Peter three fifteen says, "But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have." But do this with gentleness and respect. Right. Mm-hmm. And so First Peter 3.15 commands us that we should always be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. Yes. And we should always be ready. We should always have an answer. We should always, we should always have a response. The problem that I think that we have right now is we're sending a lot of kids off to college with no answers. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we went to a conference recently where they said like 80% of Christians are biblically illiterate. And it's it's not Wait, they can't, can't read. You can't be. They you can't give a to. defense right. about something that you know nothing about. Yeah, and so you're going to go up to someone who has spent the last ten years studying why God isn't real, and mm-hmm. you're going to walk up with, "Yeah, I'm a Christian. Why? Because my parents were." Mm-hmm. Right. And he's yeah. going to talk you out of it in three seconds. That's scary. Yeah. And and I think that we're right now we have a culture that they're Christians on the surface, but they don't have the knowledge and the and and the hope in their hearts. Like I mean, I think that. We're, especially like being, you know, in the Bible Belt here in Tennessee, everybody's a Christian. Everybody goes to church. Everyone's been there on Easter. Everyone knows the story, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to defend it. They don't know why they believe what they believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm also doing a study on John um, chapters 13 through 17, and and there's there's two different no's, you know, mm-hmm. K N O W, the no that you you can read this and take a test and pass your test, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or there's the no that is actually um, a relationship. It is a, um, it's, it's more than just reading and, and knowing something. It is an mm-hmm. intimate knowledge. It is an intimate relationship. It is knowing that person. It's almost an intercourse. It is almost knowing so m- much and mm-hmm. that you, you feel it and you live it and you breathe it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're missing. It's right. Very personal. It yeah. is. Absolutely. Yeah, we're missing yeah. that. Yeah. So. And I would say to anyone that goes to college and gets question to do your research on both sides mm-hmm. i have so many students that are like well my atheist friend says this and my atheist friend says this and i'm like okay you googled who the nickelback lead singer was in like 
in 2002. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you Google that? Why well, didn't you look it up and you see also if there's do have to be a, little bit, a response? You do have to be a little bit sensitive to where you're finding your information and be a little yeah. bit skeptical of, of some things where you find your information. Yeah. Because, I mean, we live in a world that is not godly. We live mm-hmm. in a world that is pushing people away from God. And a lot of our mainstream places to look for information are not necessarily always the most accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know oh, for yeah. a fact, like if you type in right now, if you typed into Google, is being gay a sin? It yeah, will absolutely tell you that it's not. The, and the first three pages will be affirming homosexuality exactly. and Christian lifestyle. And so oh, yeah. you have to be willing to under, you have to be willing to say I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and I loved how like even Jeff uh, in our student leadership class not too long ago, he gave them like several controversial statements from the Bible. And he said, I want you to go read them. And if your, if your opinion doesn't line up with what scripture says, you're wrong. Tell me why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we as Christians look at the world like that, if we say, okay, the Bible says this, I don't love that it says that. I wish it didn't, but it does. And because I'm choosing it as my truth, I'm going to believe that it's true. Mm-hmm. How can I, if, if, if I think that it's wrong, how can I, or how can I flip my thought from saying the Bible's wrong that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And right. but yeah, I do, I do worry about people like just jumping onto Google. Well, what I would a say is is look for Christian articles about refuting whatever you've been told. Yeah. Because I don't care what atheist what what an atheistic naturalistic view tells you, there is a Christian refute and a Christian answer. Yeah. You just have to look for it. It's not as mainstream. Like the the big apologists out there, they're not on on the the news. They're not the videos you're sharing around on TikTok. I'll tell you this: false teaching gets more views than the gospel teaching. Mm-hmm. And so you're probably not going to find it as easily. But I guarantee any naturalistic viewpoint that has been presented to you, there is a refute, and it is superior to what you just heard. Right. Mm-hmm. I've I've found it over and over and over again. Every time I get a, a little little tidbit of doubt, I'll go online and I'll find an answer. Mm-hmm. And, and because there is a response, and God has given people the calling to use their absolute brilliance to prove him and and honestly defeat the the views of like naturalistic uh naturalistic like atheistic views like one of the greatest debaters in the world and i believe he's just absolutely gifted in the terms of debate is william lane craig and he's defeat he's defeated hawkins hitchens he's defeated every like dawkins every big atheistic debater like he's beat he's beat them all but mm-hmm. he isn't as famous as them right right but he is just absolutely brilliant. And so that's why I would say is like, if you have that doubt, there are answers and you may need to know where to look. And you know, my, my information's all on our website, gcclive.com. And we'll also drop some of those people into the comment or into the description of this podcast. So you can find them too. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, it took right. a wild left turn there. Yeah, no, you know what? That's <laughs> what I was hoping for, just discussion. And yeah, I think that it. that got fulfilled. Did anyone have anything else they wanted to add? I think so. um, I'm, I'm just going to talk about 16. I know we read it earlier, but uh, I want people to remember this. In Titus 1, 16, it says, They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. And that's just that one phrase. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to claim to know God. It's one thing to show up to church on Sundays. It's one thing to carry a Bible around with you. But do your actions affirm your relationship with him? All right. Could, would somebody realize that you're a Christian without you telling them? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like wearing a T-shirt mm-hmm. that says, I'm on a mission <laughs> Oh yeah. God. But yeah. really meaning that you were just a prop um, from the Blues Brothers right. instead of living your life for God Shoot. and, you know, 
Or somebody let, gave you that T-shirt, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me let me just say this, and and we'll we're, we'll close on this. Our youngins are watching us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They are watching us to see how we react and how we, um, how we handle situations, how we live our life. They're and they're not just watching the big stuff that everyone can see. They're watching when we don't know they're watching. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It's not Always. just I'm going to go to church today and I'm going to I'm going to and when I leave church, we're going to go out to eat and I'm still in my church clothes. People can tell I went to church. Mm-hmm. So I need to act a certain way. You need to act that way when you are in your scrubby clothes going to the nursery to buy plants and soil. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you're doing. Yeah. Know that they are watching you. Yes. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the time. On yeah. that on that, we will close out. And Jeff, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, well, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you leave a review on iTunes, but we'll see you next time as we dive further into the book of Titus. Bye. 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 Bye.